The Red Lamp District, Episode 2, Christian Becomes a Christian Becomes a Catholic. Welcome to the Red Lamp District, Episode 2. I'm John. You may know me from last week's episode, Red Lamp District, Episode 1, Begin to Begin. I don't have a name for this episode yet, but we'll find that name. But uh, I'm joined here by Chris, Chris Hackett. Howdy, y'all. What's up? How you doing? Is that a question for me? Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Very good. I didn't know if you were asking me or if you are asking our vast audience. Well, you haven't had your Hardy's biscuit yet, so... Oh, well, I, I'm I'm Hardy-less this morning. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm without Hardy's. Uh, yeah, you know, I, it smells delicious. It's sitting right over there taunting me. Um, this, this bacon biscuit that was supposed to be a sausage biscuit. <laughs> but, you know, like, I... Uh, I... You know, just... There's a certain point in the morning up up until which like I can't eat much. You know what I'm saying? Like I bet a lot of people out there know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I'm like, I want to, but I'm like, you know, just not there yet. So mm-hmm. well, it's, it's here for you. Well, awesome. You the man. You the man. Um, hey, how's your week been? Week's been all right. Yeah. Week's been all right. The in laws are in town. All right. We'll keep that uh short and sweet, but they are here. Par- party <laughs> that sounds ominous <laughs> <laughs> they're here they're here <laughs> um okay cool yeah, uh, good good you've been uh yeah you've been reading any books watching any tv shows I've been listening like to some that? music oh yeah listening to some music what mm-hmm. you've been listening mm-hmm. to uh, a little bit of okay computer by radiohead oh yeah oh because i gave that to you as an assignment mm-hmm uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that later in the episode, and uh, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of cool that I, I told you to listen to that because there was some big news associated with that album this week, like literally since I told you to listen to that, and we'll talk about that when we talk about the album, so yeah, stick around. Yeah. Are we talking about Sasquatch today or anything? Sasqu- oh, Sasquatch? Oh, yeah. like like the... Music festival or the actual Sasquatches in like Bigfoot? Like Bigfoot. Uh, no, did I say we were going to talk about Sasquatch? You're yeah. just wondering if we're talking about something weird. Yeah. Oh. I, you know. Just wondering. You know. Um, you know what a great. Um, there's a great podcast. So this is a guy I'd love to have on the episode, or I had I'd love to interview on the show at some point. Um, Jimmy Aiken. You know Jimmy Aiken is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, like Catholic Answers guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he has his own podcast series called Jimmy Aiken's Mysterious World that I've been listening to a lot lately. Have you heard this? No, I haven't. It's I was, really good. Yeah. You know, because like one of the things I've always appreciated about him is his like, um, he's he's very like analytical mm-hmm. and like very methodical in like how he approaches different questions. Yeah. And um, uh, I think you know maybe to a certain degree he's he's very like uh, Thomistic in that way, but um. But he like he's he has this show called Jimmy Aiken's Mysterious World, and he just goes through and like picks a topic like a mysterious I like it. topic, right? I don't know if he's done one on Bigfoot yet, but he did this one that I listened to. He did this one a few weeks ago that I just listened to like since the last episode on 
Skinwalker Ranch. Have you heard of this thing? I've not. It's heard out. Of it. It's out in Utah. Hmm. It's this place like. <laughs> You gotta look it up, dude. Like it's it is like Skinwalker. Skinwalker, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, Skinwalker is this whole. It's some kind of like, you know, mythological, like Native American mythological, um, uh, like warlock creature that like you know, you know. Who, who, anyway, it's not really about the Skinwalker so much as it is about like this ranch, just like out this this place out in Utah where like the strangest stuff happens like like it's it's just fascinating to listen to because it's like you know ufos strange creatures from other dimensions like Hmm. just the most like mind-blowing phenomena and and you listen to him go through and talk about this stuff and it it part of it feels like a national inquirer you know Mm -hmm. sort of thing but then you're but but then there's like some of it's just like the like the evidence for it is like irrefutable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, so yeah. he does a ton of like he's done one on like the uh, the Kennedy assassination and which is a hmm. fascinating topic. But um, yeah. So anyway, spontaneous plug for Jimmy Akin's Mysterious yeah. World and the ranch. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. We were out in Utah about a year and a half ago for um, like we went out to do a national park tour. My my crew and. Um, it's oh man, it's so beautiful out in that part of the country, and there's just all this like wide open land, and it's crazy to think that we weren't too far from this from this particular place, and all yeah. the weird stuff that that happens there. Right. Um. So, anyway, yeah. Um. Who knows how much of it is true, and 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 all that kind of stuff, but um. But there's but there's it's just a great uh, little podcast that he has going there because he goes into all these like really interesting things that you've probably heard of or maybe haven't heard of. And, and kind of discusses like what's really behind all this, right? What's really going on with this. So yeah, kind of stuff we dig on this show. Um, yeah. So, um, how about yourself? What have you been reading? What have I been reading? Um, you know, I've been reading, uh, I've been reading too much, but, um, I always have like 5 million books I'm reading at one time, like different times. So I never make it through like one book in a very quick period of time. But mm-hmm. right now I've been reading, um, uh, a, uh, I just finished. Actually, I just finished a book uh, from a, a very short introduction series on World War One. Mm-hmm. So this is a cool series because it's like all these little tiny, like really pretty short books about specific topics mm-hmm. from like I think I've told you about it before, like yeah. philosophy and um, anything, history, like anything really. Yeah. And and it's a great little like primer on a particular topic. So I've always like I've always loved World War Two history, and I've read tons and watched tons on that. And, and World War II history is much more dramatic. Like, there's much more to, like, wrap your head around and, like, specific events. And, and like, there's this big sweep of different parts of the world yeah. it covers. Yeah. Um, and just, like, battles where, like, they're really dynamic. World War One is, like, th- it starts, they get, st- and you don't, you're not really ever, like, quite clear on why it started. Right. And, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and then they're, like, stuck in trenches for four years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's miserable. <laughs> and then the war ends. Mm-hmm. And... It's just, it's a much more like, it's, it's a harder war to like understand the ebb and flow of it. Uh, because there probably, there really isn't much. It's just kind of like a muddle, you know, it's like they're stuck in the mud. Like Europe is stuck in the in mud and hell for, for four years, you know, but it was good because it, it gave you a little more, it gave, it gave me a little more clarity on, on why the war started. Uh, don't quiz me on it, but, um, and, and that sort of thing. And then, uh, yeah, so that's one book I've been reading, um, amongst others. And uh, I've been watching... Did you ever watch the show uh, Battlestar Galactica? 
The second one? I did not. Uh, I never watched the first one, but the second one that was on Sci-Fi several years ago uh, is is great. You know, I tell you all the time about TV shows I'm watching, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I like that the the modern sort of TV thing where it's like you know, it, it's it's very like it's almost like you're reading a long novel, you know, because like each episode is part like chapter in the novel. Yeah. Um, this is like one of the sh- first shows to do that really well, and um, it's uh, I've watched I watched it when it was first on. And going back and rewatching it now, and uh, it's just really, it's really good. Is it good? It's really, really good. Yeah. You you dig it to, right. totally. Yeah. Um, if you got Amazon Prime, you can watch it for free. So, boom. Um, it. But it's just like it's so like it's sci-fi, but it's like post-apocalyptic, check, and it's check. like yeah, and it's like deeply philosophical. It deals with like re- it deals with like religion and check. politics and anthropology mm-hmm. and just ev- like everything it's mm. fascinating wow so okay and it's really it's just really well mm-hmm. done too you think the missus would like it uh she might she it's worth it, uh, greta watched it with me the first time through mm-hmm. so um uh you know i mean there's some parts that they're pretty heavy and uh you know some some parts that are pretty risque too so okay. um but uh you know it's not all like that right it's right it's there's a there's a depth and a core and a, mm-hmm. and a core there to it yeah. that i think is okay. extremely enjoyable yeah. all right so okay yeah. All right. Put it on the list. Right on. Right on. Hey, um, so Chris and I are. Uh, I think we mentioned this on the first episode, but we're in a uh, we're in a band together um, called Pale Horse Sailor, and uh, you know we want to kind of tell you all about that because and and where it came from, and you know we'll probably keep telling you about it as the show goes on. We'll play some music, won't we, one day? Uh, like live in yeah, the studio. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and recorded. Um, but yeah, we'll probably play. Uh, we'll probably play some play some stuff. Recording music. I've actually thought about using uh, using something I've already already recorded for the band as like kind of a snippet of it for the uh, you know for like the music the theme music for the show. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, this is you know this is a little project that um, I began I began writing songs you know five or six years ago, um, and that's a whole other story about why that happened uh that we'll i'm sure we'll get to at some point um but i you know i've been writing all these songs kind of recording them by myself and in the last year decided i wanted to you know, start putting together an actual band so that i could play uh live shows so uh found myself a drummer uh good old ken yeah and uh he's quite the drummer yeah he's the man and uh ken and i jammed for a while and i was like i need a bass player and then i went to chris and i was like Hey, you can play a little guitar. I'm going to teach you how to play bass. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Chris, you're the bass player now. And I came in and saved the day. That's right. Saved. Uh, in an interstellar burst, you were back to save the universe. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So. If you're not into band people, you should be in one. You should. You should it's be. It's really fun. Yeah. I mean, anybody can play the triangle. So, yeah. why not? Right? Or the egg. Any kind of shaker, yeah. Um, lots of things. You Beatboxing, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just you know, some bands just have that guy that dances around. Yeah, mm-hmm. every every band needs a guy that dances around. Yeah, like the cheerleader. So, uh, whatever. So yeah, this is uh, you know we're 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 kind of gearing up. We actually we're working on incorporating a uh, another guitarist slash multi instrumentalist into the band. Um, so I'm hoping, you know, uh, we, we, we jammed with a guy this past week and 
yeah. seem, things seem to go well. So, um, so, so you know, I, I wanted to ask you this. Yeah. Because, um, okay. I'm having a hard time with it. So, you know, pe- people know me. I work with people. You know, uh-huh. in the community. I'm, you know, around, and you know, it just comes up sometimes. I'm in a band, and um, you know, I try not to volunteer that too quickly. But when right. it comes out, I'm, you know. Looking You're to like see how they how they respond, you know. Hey, I'm in a band. My name's Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we do live in Nashville, yeah, so. so everybody is anyway. Yeah, it's like <laughs> uh, <laughs> everybody's in the music business. Hey, so am I. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So people when they give their shock because they know me and they you know they've never heard me talk about it before. Um, they're you know they, the next the next question they have is what 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 kind of music do you play? Yeah. What's your sound and you know, and then I try, I try I, to describe it and I'm just kind of you know. I go. I can go a couple different directions. It's hard to describe. How would you describe what we do? What exactly is, is it? This is your brainchild that you do. <laughs> yeah. Do, what do you say you do here? Um. Yeah. Uh. I. That is the. That is that is the question. Like I. Uh, whenever. <laughs> whenever I get asked, like, oh, what kind of music is it? It's like mm-hmm. I hate that question because, you know, it's like. I'm. I just write, and and, it, and it's such a like it's such a songwriter like you know musician thing to say like well i don't really like to categorize my music right that's what it, you know but mm. but let's be honest you know um well music fits into most music fits into just different types of genres and it, it helps people understand but um i, I mean i just kind of tell people rock and 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 if i need to get more specific than that like i'll say i hate saying alternative because i feel like alternative now means something much different than when than like the alternative music that I mean, like alternative, alternative for people now, I feel like can mean like, um, a bunch of things that I don't want people to think of. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, yeah. like, like basically what alternative became in like the late nineties, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh yeah, man, I listened to alternative, like, uh, like Nickelback. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, you don't like Nickelback do you. <laughs> I don't want to say. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a music snob. I'm probably gonna offend a lot of people, but like, but anyway, I, it's fine if you like Nickelback. But like, uh, but but that's not what I mean. Like, I mean, when I say alternative, I mean like, um, like where eight where alternative came from, like the the alternative music of the eighties. And, um, okay. mm-hmm. and so I'm talking about yeah. like early REM, mm-hmm. early U2, um, uh, Radiohead, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, they, even though they were a nineties band, uh, they started out in the nineties. Um, they, you know, they were, in my mind, they were kind of keeping that spirit alive. Um, you know, the cure, um, like early, like early cure, um, mm-hmm. just, you know, like that, that not overproduced, uh, guitar, you know, guitar music, right? Like, mm-hmm. like the, the rock and roll that became, that kind of laid the groundwork for the explosion of quote unquote alternative rock in the, in the nineties. So, yeah. um, so, you know, and I just wanted to be a little bit more on the kind of thoughtful, uh, end of, of the spectrum yeah um but yeah i mean i sound like such a snob right now but mm-hmm. it's the truth um mm-hmm. being on, i'm just being honest people yeah. um yeah okay yeah sorry. yeah okay so that helps me so, sorry if i sorry if i ruined nickelback for you no you didn't no no chris is never going to talk to me again now he's like you don't like nickelback <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah 
Well, we have a lot more to say about that too, you know, when we get into the talk yeah. about it. Um, so, um, yeah. So, hey, by the way, if you do want to go check out check out the music of Pale Horse Sailor, this band, uh, I do have a little bit that you can actually find right off the bat. And uh, if you go, if you just go search for Pale Horse Sailor on you know your favorite, you know whether it's Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. Um, you can go find the, uh, there's a couple of things. There's a single, um, which is just an instrumental. And then there's a, um, and then there's a five song EP called wall of rain. So both those things exist out there. If you want to listen to them and hear what we're talking about, or you can come to your garage any yeah. Friday night of the week, I mean, right. of the year. Yeah. Uh, you're, th- you're giving an open invitation for, yeah, come <laughs> for, on down people. All right. Yeah. Just give us a call. Uh, set up an appointment, or just show up. Or just show up, yeah, Woodstock style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We'll just take over the street. That's right. Uh, you know, and see what happens. That's right. It's a revolution. Uh, you say you want a revolution. <laughs> mm. yeah. Everybody wants to change the world. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, that's another one I like to throw out there. Is like, uh, is like Tears for Fears. Um, the, mm-hmm. you know, kind of what, what the songs from the Big Chair. Yeah, there are tears for fears. Right, um, all that's all that's in there in the mix. I feel yeah, but you know, but it's but it's good. its own thing. Yeah, it's its own thing. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're gonna talk about how this episode is really about how we became, how you and I became Catholics, uh, and that's kind of we're both gonna share a little bit about that that whole journey for us. Um, I want to give people a chance to get to know that aspect of us a little bit mm-hmm. so the men behind the voice the the men the stories the journeys mm-hmm. behind the voices yeah, the people so um so we're gonna we're gonna decide this who goes first based mm-hmm. on uh rock paper scissors mm-hmm. well and you know you get the decision on whether you want to go first or second oh once you win yeah okay yeah so i'm really good at this game so you gotta you gotta you gotta do it quietly though because it'll pick it up like we always have know, to whisper rock paper scissors all right, all right. wait wait on three or Rock, paper, scissors, go. We go rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay, ready? Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Dang it. Dang it. I gave paper. I thought he was going rock. (sighs) He went scissors twice, people. That's good. That was smart. I do this because Greta and I do rock, paper, scissors on the the Tolkien Road podcast Mm -hmm. Uh, because we do do a haiku for every episode. Nice. And then the person who... uh, wins gets to decide whether they want to go first or second on their haiku. Wow. So I've I do this a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of a I'm kind of a professional rock, paper, scissors player. Do you tend to go first or second? What do you choose? Um normally. I will probably go second. Today? Yeah. Well, probably. Okay. Yeah. Uh so I I gotta I gotta ask you this and starting off because we're trying to get to know the Chris Hackett. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, this so morning. Am I. So am I. <laughs> So, um, w- but, but I get emails from you and it's, you know, and I always type in, if I, if I'm going to email you, I always type in Chris and it never comes up and it's like, oh yeah, William. Mm-hmm. So like William's your first name. William is my first name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. But you go by Chris. I do. Always have gone by Chris. Yeah. Always have. Um, so, so my parents, you know, Southern family, mm-hmm. you know, um, I keep hitting the thing and making noise, but that's all right. Just try not to do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, on both sides of my family, the yeah. first, firstborn son is always named William, going back for generations. Wow. All the way back to William the Conqueror. 
Not really. But. <laughs> that's, that's that's good poker face. I was like, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so William, they they were they were obligated all the way back to William Wallace. <laughs> they they were obligated to name their firstborn son William. Yeah, it was just sort of like written in the stars for them. Wow. So, so they had to do that. But being like '60s rebellious kind of people, they uh, said, "We're gonna name him William, but we're gonna call him by his middle name." So, Ooh. So yeah. So my middle name's Christian, and uh, they decided not, to call not me Christopher. Chris. Nope. Cr- Christian. Yep. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. William Christian. So, uh, firstborn son. I thought I thought maybe it was it was William Conqueror, <laughs> and they were like, "Well, it's not really a good nickname that goes with that, but yeah. it's a C initial, so we'll yeah. go with Chris." That's what the missus calls me, but uh, Con- Conqueror. That's a different <laughs> story. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yeah, William. That's my name. Right on. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, uh, yeah. So tell us how you became uh, how you became Catholic, and uh, yeah, try not to take all day. Yeah. No. No. I won't. Uh, so <laughs> I uh, let's see. But make it good. Okay. <laughs> let's see where to start. Um, I had a. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I ever talked to you about this. But talk about you know religious experiences. Uh huh. I had a crazy one. Oh, well, in college. Wow. Yeah, my sophomore year in college. Okay. Crazy. I mean, it was. I mean, I don't know if you're looking from the outside. What do you see? But I mean, what do you? What, let me ask you this: Were you a? Um, would you have like considered yourself a Christian growing up? Like, would like did you like tell your friends and that kind of thing? Like, I'm a Christian. Like, you know, did it make like a a difference no, in your life growing up? No. Okay. No. I mean, we. That's we, good to know. No, I, I grew up. It is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I we grew up church going. Yeah, you know, totally. Yeah. Um, so my my dad grew up Catholic. Mm-hmm. His mother was a daughter of an Italian immigrant. His father was an um, an Irish Protestant. Oh so wow! A, a, a devout Catholic married an Irish Protestant. Wow! And um, who who by the way was baptized on his deathbed? I don't. He was never baptized. Wow! Yeah, but he really? Was identified as an Irish Protestant. Who was? Uh, but he was baptized on his deathbed. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, so my grandmother raised her five boys Catholic. Uh-huh. And so, uh, but my, my you know, uh, we, we grew up, my parents, we grew up, uh, my mom is from um, a Calvinist tr- tradition, so Presbyterian. We grew up going, Presbyterian, going to church. Yeah. Um, late every Sunday. Every Sunday, late. Maybe halfway. halfway okay. Uh, halfway through, we were maybe strolling in. But uh, we were kind of back row kind of people. Yeah. And kind of in and out, didn't really want to talk to people. Okay. But, uh, so yeah, grew up doing that, kind of faded in and out, you know? And for me, when I became sort of independent in college or whatever, no, I didn't really have an interest. You, you didn't have anything keeping you going to church or anything like that, really? No, you know, no, I didn't. And yeah. I, and I uh, grew up, you know, every night, no matter if I was stoned or drunk or whatever in high school, I would I would open my Bible and, and try to read it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, wow. you know, every night. What, what Without brought, fail. In high school? Yeah. Wow. What what brought that on? I don't know. But you just, you just what, you like felt I like did that, you man. needed to do that? Yeah, I'm sitting there by my bed. Just had to do it. Wow. So uh, so anyway, so there's something about God. Yeah. About the reality of, 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 you know, the origin and end of all things that really, that's always, even when I wasn't reflective about it, which I wasn't most of my life until yeah. I, you know, had this religious experience that I'm going to tell you about, which uh-huh. really just opened my eyes to the wonder and mystery and tragedy of life uh-huh. you know, and, and put technicolor into the black and white experience of yeah you know 
my my life. Uh, yeah, no, I I so I don't know where I was going with that. So, well, but but that's that's just an interesting like little tidbit is that like you're you have no like like strong religious affiliation in high school but like in you know you're you're you get drunk you know whether you're drunk you're stoned whatever you always open the bible like and you're not even sure why (laughs) i didn't know why you're just like i need to read the bible yeah yeah wow that's really fascinating yeah and you know uh so yeah the you know ordinary daily life you know you're not really it's I wasn't thinking about my life in those terms, but it would be like, you know, that like night by myself, mm-hmm. you know, when all, all else is quiet. It seemed like that was something that, you know, was addressing me. Yeah. Or something that I was looking for or something that I wanted to touch. Mm-hmm. So that was there. So, yeah, I go to college. And so, um, you know, wild man in college, played baseball, um, walked onto the baseball team, um, wasn't really that into it i mean i was more into the whole party scene and all that but yeah so in my fraternity you know had had some wild times but there was a uh had some friends that uh, so this was a small i went to college at um samford university which is a small it's a liberal arts type experience it's small-ish university. In, in alabama in right alabama, birmingham yeah. alabama mm-hmm. yeah great school made the best friends you know of my life there and but the, the friends i made were kind of post you know, religious conversion experience. Wow. But anyway, so, um, I, you know, I became, I'm growing older, felt like. I was becoming an adult and independent. Yeah. And I don't remember what provoked this. I think it was a girl, actually, who was a very religious person. Okay. So, you know, that kind of, like, man, what, you know, man, to get to her, I, I need to, like, you know, open myself more to this. Right. You know, to the divine or to religious experience or religious religiosity sure or uh you know and so i don't know i kind of set off on this quest the girl kind of faded out of the picture sure but the quest sort of continued and so i would just go to the chapel at night and the the the, policeman would come through and end up locking the door and make me leave but i would go to the chapel at night and just sit there in the dark the lights would be off everything it'd just be an an empty chapel and this is like a, a a uh you know puritan style yeah, no uh, chapel. There's no, there's no, there's, red, there's no red lamp in this there's chapel. No altar. There's no yeah. red lamp. There's, there's just a space, right? Like a, a space with pews mm-hmm. and white walls and big giant windows that are just clear glass. But still, a place set apart <clears throat> for God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I would just go in there. I don't. I would. I don't even. Don't think I would really pray. Mm-hmm. I would just sit there, and sort of. I don't know what I was doing. Yeah. And um, looking, seeking, or something. Mm-hmm. And so one of those times, uh, and this happened actually three or four times, uh, not not solely in the chapel. One time it happened, uh, you know, at this university we had to go to chapel services mm-hmm. um, once a week. And it happened in there with a group of people. It was loud, they were singing, who knows what they were doing, just probably someone talking. But everything sort of, this is just one of these experiences. Um, everything sort of, you know how you can be like in a really loud place, but if you're focusing on something, everything kind of disappear. Right. That happened, but it wasn't me doing it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just, I don't think, I didn't hear a voice, but but I was sort of, a presence sort of filled uh, my awareness. Wow. Like a, a, a transcendent presence. Wow. And just, I, I, I sort of was reflecting on it, and you can kind of, it's almost like you're in the third, you're like in the third person looking at this, observing it. Sure. 
but uh, I, f- I realized that I was being addressed. Not with words, but I, but I was aware that this was happening. Wow. I was being addressed and called to, I don't know, change my life or, you know, follow, come follow me kind of thing. You know, like it was something like that. It was, it was, it was the, the risen Lord. Yeah. Present and addressing me. I mean, did you see like, like a physical manifestation no. or just, but just there was a, there and was like a spiritual, there was a strong o- spiritual sense. Awareness of, yeah. Of his presence. Wow. And this happened on several occasions. Mm-hmm. And I real I remember um, worrying that because I was sort of delaying mm-hmm. the, the, my response, I remember worrying that at some point he's going to say, "Okay, this is your answer." Yeah, wow. And this happened in, in the quiet, you know, in the chapel, but also in, in other mm-hmm. contexts. Um, so, so the first, but the first time that happened is, and so is that the like the kind of experience in your sophomore year you were referring to yeah. at the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. And and you said this was in like with other people around in the chapel or that was by your, you were still by yourself. The the one I was just describing was during the chapel service. Okay. You know, which is a weekly thing that sure. you're obligated to go to as a student at this university. Okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Or at least you have to go to like seven per semester or something. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go to every one. Okay. But yeah, so I eventually realized that it's decision time and I, and, and I was sort of reaching this sort of crisis point, mm-hmm. fork in the road type. Yeah. Uh, point. And I decided to, to sort of, I didn't know what it meant, but I I knew it was something significant and it was going to change who I was and what I thought about and what I considered important. And, um, life became an adventure. Yeah. And not just sort of a spinning around in circles. Right. Since, you know, it became a journey and a, you know, a following. Wow. And the seeking doesn't stop even now. Oh, sure. Yeah. But it just becomes, uh, real focused <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah the more you the more you learn the more you realize how deep and profound and remarkable easter is so, easter sunday absolutely you know yeah and and the christian um life and call and so was there like a was was there like a um a, a formal commitment that that you made shortly thereafter or like i mean did you did you pray the sinner's prayer at some point like um did you get baptized or uh, you already baptized i was baptized as a baby yeah okay so you were baptized already so was there some kind of formal thing that you did after this to well yeah the 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 decision the crisis the decision was a sort of me saying eventually yes i surrender yeah to you whatever your purpose is with me Mm -hmm. I, i want it i don't know what it is yeah i don't i'm i'm sort of have to let go and did you know this was jesus at the time yeah you did, yeah. Okay. No, I surely felt that that was that was the case. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So that's that's really uh, that's really interesting too. Yeah. Um, for sure. And so yeah. No. After that, I, you know, started going to churches and, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, making different friends. Yeah. Um, which was really difficult. And you know, dating the different kinds of girls and. Why was it difficult to, <clears throat> to make? Friends? Well, I had I had really good friends that yeah. were um, that were not. They religious. were just, yeah, yeah, weren't into it, you know, and um, doing the spin, have, spinning around in circles lifestyle that you were in before, maybe. Yeah, no ambition, no interests, no, you know, nothing but, you know, having a good time. Yeah. So that all changed, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, it became, you know, feet, your feet get on the ground and you start walking. Yeah. So that was, it was good. Yeah. And so that, that was sort of the starting point. In a way, I've, I've said this before to people, but th- that's sort of the wave I've been riding. Mm-hmm. you know, since it's sort of a, um, 
and and I've you know had other bizarre experiences since. We could talk about those too, but some other time. Yeah, yeah, prob um, uh, yeah, probably let's let's hold on. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we both got, got a, our yeah. our good ones. Um, a, yeah. If you got one, I mean, you want to you want to share that's particularly well, meaningful for this for this yeah, part of the story. It's kind of freaky, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right, we can well, do that in a different episode. Halloween episode. Ooh. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> it's it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, well, so so you you um you you make this decision sophomore year in college and um but you're not catholic yet no 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 yeah far from it uh so yeah so that uh was it that so after that happened and sort of decisions decisions were made and life sort of changes um i I quit the baseball team Mm -hmm. and uh did two things but started i declared a major in religion wow before that i didn't know what i was doing yeah so this was sophomore year declared myself a religion major and also uh, started reading books, nice. going to the library, mm-hmm. and playing guitar. <laughs> nice. I learned the guitar, had some friends. We we learned like basic chords and sure. playing like you know praise type music. Yeah, meeting prayer meeting type stuff. Absolutely, yeah. really intense times. Yeah, and uh, yeah, start. I just started studying. Wow, just uh, crazily. And you know, so and from there, I wanted to. I um, I sort of you know religion major thought man i'm gonna become a minister let me ask you can i ask you a quick question yeah this is really because uh because i know you're you're phd in philosophy now and Mm -hmm. like you are as i understand it you're a voracious reader uh were you always that way like i mean and were you were you always i mean i assume you've always been a pretty good student or that at least since then you've been a pretty good student Mm because i know you're really smart um where, I mean, were you like a, this isn't that important, but it's like, were you a good student before or did that, was that also like, did that just focus kind of unlock the idea that like, like just the, like the desire to want to think more deeply about things, I guess. It unlocked the desire to think more deeply about things. Yeah. That, uh, but before that I was, I was a great student. Mm -hmm. I would pride myself in never studying. Oh really? And I would go in cold on the exams. Do you have a photographic memory? (laughs) I don't. Okay. <laughs> I, I really don't know. No way. But I, I would, you know, so I was an A and B student. Yeah. But after that, it was, you know, it was on. Yeah. I became a, freak, a freaking nerd. <laughs> uh, theology, God, religion. Yeah. Philosophy, nerd ed. All right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So. So your religion, theology major yep. now. Okay. And I decided I'm going to seminary. Nice. And I could tell you a lot more about the, the path there, but ended up going to, um, a reform seminary. Yeah. In Orlando. Okay. And reform is, theological. Is that actual seminary. reform theological seminary? Yeah. yeah. RTS. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Great school. Mm-hmm. Learned so much about the Bible, mm-hmm. so much about languages, so much about philosophy and theology, and 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 lots of other things. Yeah. And uh, so studied there for three years. Um, during that time, realized that you know my vocation or calling wasn't um, pastoring a church. Right. And met, there's a philosophy pr- professor there who recently died. I think he was 97 or 98 when he died. Brilliant guy, um, full of life. And he, uh, he tapped me on the shoulder and said, you, you know, you've got sort of a proclivity for intellectual things. Why don't, you know, why don't you do what I've, I've done with my life and become a professor? Mm-hmm. And so I said, I'm going to do that. So, yeah. yeah. So from, so, uh, so there, and, and he, by the way, was, uh, you know, he, he, he blended, this is what he was sort of, I wanted to emulate him because he blended sort of a spirituality. Yeah. Really rich 
uh, spirituality that tapped into the sort of wealth of the Christian tradition and all of, and all the different spiritualities and sacramental type uh, attitude and, and experience that uh, and in prayer that you, that is present for Christians mm-hmm. in our tradition, and and this is at a reform center, which is very much um, not anti, well, possibly anti uh, some of the traditional things that Christians do with prayer, like you know. He would wear a crucifix under wow. his clothes. Yeah, um, that is un- that is very unusual because it's very um, reformed, and, and and you'll hear more about this when I when I tell my story. But like, um, but yeah, ref- like cause I, I grew up in a very reformed um, tradition, mm-hmm. and and yeah, reformed tend to be very like iconoclastic, like very iconoclastic, yeah. you know, a, but very but a rich intellectual tradition. The reformed mm-hmm. oh, tradition. totally, yeah, very iconoclastic, <clears throat> suspicious of you know u- utilizing material um objects you know for prayer um you know low low liturgical sensibility Mm -hmm. but in seminary is that not not solely through him but but also learning church history i realized there's such a wealth and a wonder to uh the spiritual theological intellectual tradition of christianity Mm -hmm. in all of its forms and so I sort of discovered those things mm-hmm. and, and found that they're life-giving. And, yeah. uh, so anyway, he was a sort of model for blending, which I thought was sort of like what, what I wanted to see, to find and seek was to blend the intellectual mm-hmm. and the, the spiritual. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, um, from there, yeah, did, did, uh, a master's degree, an MA in, in Christian thought. It's sort of a philosophy degree there. Nice. And ended up, and f- from there, moved on to um, uh, University of Nottingham, England. I want to say right with John Milbank. Yeah, who was an Anglican, Anglo-Catholic type theologian. Yeah, kind of a big figure in theology. I, t- I definitely know the name. I I um I have not I've never read anything by him, but um, yeah. but definitely like a name that I immediately know when yeah. I hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one <laughs> of the big big guys. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and he was a great teacher, and I, I studied um, Catholic theology under him. Yeah. And uh, so we're getting to the point where, you know, I'm sort of on this path to becoming Catholic because in, in um, seminary, there was a few of us in the philosophical side of the seminary who reali- who discovered this sort of similar things, mm-hmm. you know, sacramental sensibility, church history being, you know, w- wild and wonderful. Right. And, you know, an awareness that, you know, if, if Easter's for real, if the tomb was empty, if Christ rose— um, you know that happened at a point in time in mm-hmm. the past. Today we're we're two thousand plus years later, or almost, and two thousand almost two thousand years later, and you know what's th- what connects us to that event? Sure, yeah. You know? We're human beings. We live historically through you know physical successive propagation of of the species. Yeah, well, and and our and our Lord was a human being too. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. he became human. Yeah. Right, and yeah. and he was a historical figure. Yeah. Like that's foundational for yeah. Christian faith. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we, we, what connects us to him? Yeah. How are we connected to that? So, and and what has happened since then? Is it all just a falling away? You know, mm-hmm. and sort of rediscovery in the in the 16th century. You know, what what he taught, and his his um, disciples taught. So, anyway, uh, you know, those are big debates that, among Christians. But I found that. You know, the medieval period, for example, the theology there is rich. Oh yeah, and profound. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I c- came to believe that you know there's a continuity that 
that that connects historically me to Christ himself mm-hmm. and, I, and and you know that kind of leads you to a sense uh, that you know there's that that continuity is important that physical continuity but you know through history through time is is, is matters mm-hmm. you know and it kind of goes goes a piece with um, the incarnation yeah. the resurrection being a true resurrction of, of a dead man you know, yeah that, that, that it's a physical reality absolutely yeah and a, and a fully human reality mm-hmm. not merely but but fully human so anyway, that, that uh, sort of there in seminary, a bunch of us entered the Episcopal church, so sure. the Anglican tradition. Right. Mm-hmm. And we found that very vibrant. Mm-hmm. And I was in that tradition f- for in Orlando and then in Nottingham and then, you know, moved to um, Notre Dame, Indiana for a semester and ended up in Virginia for the Ph.D., mm-hmm. University of Virginia. And, uh, you know... Marianne and I, we were in a group of friends, probably 9, 10, 12 people, that, um, at least 12 people, actually. Mm-hmm. They were part of this um, Anglican or Episcopalian uh, church that uh, there's had like a, a portion of the church was very Anglo-Catholic type experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More high church. Very like high church, you know. And, yeah. The, and, and the Anglican tradition, what it does really well is music, sacred music. Oh, yeah. The liturgy is just gorgeous, yeah, and and uh, transcendent and beautiful and um, attractive, and mm-hmm. um, and so we were there. But that, we, I don't know what that chuckle was all about, but I, I think <laughs> it has to do with the fact that there's <laughs> there's a lot of there's some you know obviously so much of that in the Catholic and and Roman in Roman Catholicism, but mm-hmm. unfortunately there's you know a lot of not so you know a lot of avoidance of that of that heritage too. So <laughs> mm-hmm. anyway, that's a topic that that's a topic we'll be getting into much on this podcast in yeah. the future. But yeah. anyway, so anyway, to make the long story <clears> short, <throat> which I didn't keep short, I'm sorry about that. No, you're good. Uh, we and all these friends of ours ended up through through sort of local changes in that church. Mm-hmm. The rug was kind of pulled out from underneath us. And, you know, t- to be in a tradition that we just didn't feel was very grounded and, um, you know, claimed a sort of continuity, that historical, traditional continuity that we thought and felt was important. But that was sort of pulled out from under us mm-hmm. in, in the church. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we felt like we couldn't stay connected to this tradition that just felt sort of uh, rudderless. Yeah. Um, you know, to be polite, I guess. Sure. That's just, uh, you know, our how we felt. And so we turned and said, well, where, where can we go to the – where can we – where can we be which has some solid ground to it yeah and you know you're looking around and you you know the catholic church it claims that continuity that solid ground right you know and uh we we jumped in yeah and over two years there was a, a 12 or so of us that that did it wow became catholic my wife and i did it together and mm-hmm. it's been been um you know the greatest decision we've ever made so, so you had a group of i mean that's really great you had a group of folks that were kind of on this journey together and um uh, you know, that's, that's super helpful. I know, uh, you know, there was a little, that part of it was a little different, um, from my perspective, but it always helps like to see other people either on this journey or, or having made this journey, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of be like, okay, I'm not crazy. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. was big, there, w- yeah. were there any like particular books that you read, uh, any particular authors or anything like that that were particularly influential in this? Yeah, for sure. Um, 
you know, so when I was a, as a student, I was studying a lot of Catholic theology, and I, I my the second master's degree, I I um, wrote on Hansers von Balthasar. Oh wow, who's a Swiss? Yeah, um, read a little bit theologian, a little bit of his stuff. Yeah, very. Prolific. I know very po- very popular. <laughs> very very popular, very um, prolific. Yeah, you know, and and I would just immerse myself in his his writings, and that was one of the things that sort of opened the door because because um, Balthasar. It was very much in conversation with a with a reformed theologian named Karl Barth, right? Okay, and, and they were you know in deep conversation together, mm-hmm. and so I read a lot of Barth, and I thought Barth was profound and poetic and and rich theologically. By contrast to most theological writing, which can be so dry, yeah. Unfortunately, his writing was so profound. Wow! And I found that same uh, and and Barth influenced Balthazar a lot um, in uh, in several ways, but. Uh, I found in Balthazar something similar, but yeah. what was what was even more profound to me in Balthazar's thought and writing was was the uh, the breadth of his his uh, at his fingertips. Uh, he was sort of a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant man, and at his fingertips was the entirety of the Western tradition. Right. You know, he's quoting church fathers in Latin and Greek, um, and then the next breath he's quoting, um, you know. Uh, Bonaventure in the Middle Ages, or or Thomas Aquinas, and then and then he's also quoting contemporary um, existential philosophers. Yeah, things like that. So all of that was just, you know, wonderful. And and Balthasar wasn't afraid of of anything. He thought everything has something interacting to say. with everybody. Yeah. yeah, and everything that is has some something to say, something value to contribute to, to uh, you know, it all, everything reflects God in some way. Yeah. Well, everything you know, if 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 what we believe is. Um, you know, as as Christians and especially Catholics <clears throat> is true, then every human being is in some way searching for God and, and whatever like in in whatever like misguided ways they might be, um you know, i, I mean you're you don't know why, but you were opening up your Bible when you were <clears throat> mm-hmm. you know, a high schooler yeah. coming home drunk at night, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you open up your Bible. What are you doing? I mean, even even in the act of getting drunk, what are you doing, right? Um, you're you're doing something. You know, you're you're doing something that's harmful to yourself, but but you're also searching for some kind of happiness, right? You're searching for some kind of ultimate thing, right? And like, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and you may not have been completely aware of that at the time, but I mean, I can look back at you know bad decisions I made, and, and you're like, you're you're trying, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to search, you're trying to search for something. And whenever I, no matter what philosophy I read, it seems like that's always, you can kind of sense that even if it seems distant in some ways, you can still sense that mm-hmm. there's this search for, um, these things that we kind of sense, you know, should be out there. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I, I love that because and that's one of the things I hope we can do on this show is like, um, connect with people who, are just like, I don't care about Catholic, you know, Catholicism. I don't care. You know, I reject all that stuff, but, but then, you know, in conversation with their thought, discover, maybe, maybe, maybe discover in them that, Oh wait, they, they are actually searching for these things that they, they claim to reject. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or there's a, it's missing. Right. Mm-hmm. It, and it's a, and it's a, it's a missing, <laughs> this is a wrong way of putting it. But it's a missingness that screams. Anyway, I've totally yeah, yeah. started blabbing and taking no. over your, your story, but yeah, I agree. I just, I love the way uh, you put that and talking about Von Balthasar. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's the story, <clears throat> but, you know, uh, you know, it's been, 
so been a decade now. Yeah, probably. so 2000. Oh no, I don't seven, know. 2008? I don't know. Some Easter. Um, my, my, <laughs> you know, Marianne would be able to tell you what, what it all year starts it was. to blend together. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, when was that? Yeah, it must have been 2008 or nine. All right, Chris, thank you for sharing your story. Um, man, just, you know, that was a, uh, a very short introduction to uh, Chris Hackett's conversion to Catholicism. Um, so. I, I was thinking as he was going, uh, you know, because we are in a little bit of a limited time time frame. Um, I'm actually going to save my story for the next episode. For those, for for people who are listening, you're, you'll get them. You'll have them both available to you because uh, um, because I, you know we're not going to put this podcast out until we've got at least three or four episodes anyway. Um, so it doesn't make any difference to you really. Um, but Chris, thanks for sharing. That's um, you know, I mean, I've known you for a while now, uh, several years, and. Um, but uh, you know, a really, really fascinating story. For for one thing, I I always thought you'd kind of, um, not for any particular reason, but I just always had thought that you grew up like as a devoted as a devoted Christian. But mm-hmm. but that's really interesting to hear about yeah. your experience in college and um, and and the way uh, yeah. grace worked in your life. Yeah, you know? my, my you know my parents did they they sought to sort of raise us yeah Christian. Um, it didn't. It didn't speak to me. Yeah. Until it was time. Yeah. Fair. I mean, fair enough. Yeah. It. It is what it is. So. Um, uh, great. Um, well, I and I really, I'm really, I'm really excited as the show goes forward to hear more about like the different things you alluded to, the more some of the details of of the experience and the, and the freaky stuff that happened. <laughs> <laughs> freaky. Freaky. Time to get freaky, people. All right. Well, we had some other stuff we were going to mention, but uh, but time is short, so we'll save that for another episode, maybe. There's always next time. There is always next time, and maybe. next time will be me talking about my own uh, yeah, good. journey to Catholicism. Yeah, sorry to hog all the time. No, man, it was great. I really, really wish, actually, you could have talked longer and more in depth, but hmm. the future is wide open, as that great prophet Tom Petty once said. <laughs> so, Yeah, unless I die going to work today. <laughs> sorry. I am finite. Yes, well, aren't we all? The day will come for all of us. Technology's creepy. Yes. So, oh uh, man, I really hope Marianne doesn't listen to this episode anytime soon. <laughs> Radio, it did it to me. Oh gosh. All right. Um, all right. Well, with that, we bid you all adieu, and we will talk at you next time. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.